Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scattered Abroad Joint Podcast. This is season number two, specifically episode number six of this joint podcast. We're so thankful that you're with us for your virtual presence. Uh, if you've been listening to us um, maybe past year um, or maybe you just started this year, we're so thankful that you're doing so. If you want to go back to previous episodes to catch up to where we are now, you can do that. If you want to jump right in here, nonetheless, we're thankful for your presence. I'm your host, Caleb Rutherford. I have to my right, Joshua Cantrell, host of the Diligent Podcast. To his right, Liam is Sene, host of the Ohana podcast, again, one of our newer podcasts this year, obviously not new as we have been uh, halfway through a season already. And then to my left, Chase Green, host of the Everyday Christian podcast. We're thankful that they're here with us to record with us, and we're thankful for you for being with us as a listener. Don't forget, as always, we have our social media links in our show notes below. You can find that. Please uh, like, follow, subscribe, whatever you can do to help us out. Also, if you would, give us a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you use. That certainly would be helpful to us. Also, don't forget, go to our website, scatteredabroad.org. If you scroll all the way down, you can sign up for our email list. Put your name in and your email, and then we will email you, um, and you'll get a monthly newsletter from us, all all, all things pertaining to the network. Um, that way you'll be up to date. Otherwise, you might miss out on some things pertaining to the network. But regardless, we're thankful that you're with us, and we're excited to dive in to episode number six as we continue with this theme of scattering the seed, talking about evangelism, placing a focus and emphasis on scattering the seed, talking to others about Jesus, the gospel, and what he has done for us. And today we specifically want to talk about scattering the seed with the religious. And we understand, I think, as we look out in this world today, and I'll kind of open it up here as we begin, we see so many different beliefs out there, don't we? We see so many different religions, so much religious confusion. Why is that? Why are there so many different religions in our world today? I think it boils down to that word you just mentioned, confusion. Sure. And incidentally, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says that God is not the author of confusion, right. but actually of peace, as in all churches of the saints. And so we've got to get back to the Bible and, and if we go back to the source, we go back to the authority that is God and, and His Word, then we're going to do things in Bible ways, and we're going to say things in, in Bible ways. But uh, the world gets that backwards, and uh, they don't start with that authority. And so, of course, it's going to lead to that confusion. It's going to lead to division as well. Right. Paul, Paul said to Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. One of the reasons why there's so much religious division or many religions out there is hermeneutics, poor hermeneutics. Sure. We look at the same Bible, but... Come away you know, with different come answers. Come away with different interpretations. <laughs> right. God has one meaning, right? Uh, but then we read into it different meanings. Hey, this is... What it means to me, you know, and, right. and so that's part of the problem. There's there's poor hermeneutics. Great point. Um, poor, you know, reading things in context, mm. trying to read the Bible with your 21st century lenses instead of reading it in the context uh, of the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it boils down to this idea of there, there's really ultimately a lack of respect for the authority of the Bible. 
for what God has said, what he has laid out for us. Um, and again, I go, I, we've already mentioned on previous episodes, but Galatians chapter one, they're turning away to a different gospel. But then he says, which is not another. Mm-hmm. It's really not a different gospel. It's just somebody else's interpretation of, of the Bible. And I go to second Peter chapter three, talking about how they are twisting the scriptures. And that word there, the word in the King James is the word rest, W-R-E-S-T, but it literally means in the Greek, to pervert or to torture the scriptures. And so they're literally mangling the gospel and making it say something that they want it to say. And ultimately, I think a lot of it boils down to this idea of selfishness. Um, And it's one of those things, Chase, and I actually just recorded an episode a few minutes ago for his podcast um, about this idea of selfishness. But it boils down to this idea of I want to live my life the way that I want to live it. And I don't care about what anybody else has to say, even God, um, because there's things, choices that I want to make, things that I want to do, things that I don't want to do. Um, and it's in contrary to the word of God. Um, and so that doesn't matter to me. And I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live it. Amazingly for me, just, just thinking about the question, every time you read the word doctrine in the singular form in the New Testament, it's always talking about Christ. Sure. The apostles' doctrine, something like that. Right. But every time you see the word doctrines in the plural form, He's always talking about the doctrines of men, the doctrines mm-hmm. of devils, mm-hmm. and, and 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 again, it's just highlighting the fact that God only has one doctrine. He right. only has right. one church. And so the confusion, as Chase alluded to, 1 Corinthians 14, 30, 11, 33, is not on our part, or, or it's not on God's part, that is. It's on our part. Right. And so from Genesis to Revelation, we know um, the authority of the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit is absolutely perfect. And, we're, and of course, the Bible does encourage us in the Bible commands for us to be different from the world that is around us. But a lot of people I've talked to, it really comes down to what I feel and mm. I think, and I right. want, and it's never about what God has already said. Right. Right. You go back to, I think it's in the book of Amos, thus says the Lord over and over and over and over again, what happened to that? What, you know, where did we go away from right. mm-hmm. um, allowing the Bible to interpret the way that we live our lives, not us and ourselves. Um, and I think a lot of that is that selfishness, that pride of wanting to do what we want to do um, regardless. It's of, amazing of, how mankind thinks that they're smart enough right. to come up with the way of right. salvation. Right. In Galatians chapter 3 and Galatians chapter 4, Paul said, if there was a way for you to be saved under that law, it would have been revealed to you, right. Paul, but it was no way for you to do that, and yet they're still trying to live and, and bind that law and from a different lens, the same thing is true today. Here we are trying to come up with the way of salvation and come up with what we think is right with God, but none of us are smart enough to create a world right. and create right. a plan of salvation, a scheme of redemption. Right. One of the things B.J. Clark always said, and I, I remember him actually saying this um, at Foundations, um, the youth program that they have there, um, he always said, it's his universe, it's his rules. Um, and until you and I could ever have the power to create our own universe and to create our own life and to create our own planets, then until that point, it's not up to us. We don't have the authority nor the power uh, to do anything like that. I think it also goes back to what Lima was talking about earlier with interpretation, her- hermeneutics. Mm-hmm. And if, if you look at Second Peter 1, verses uh, 20 and 21, it says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Right. For prophecy never came by the will of man. That's right. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And I also think back to Jeremiah ten twenty three, 
which says, uh, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. It's not about what we think. It's about what God thinks. 100%. Absolutely. We look at our religious world. We see so many different ideas, so many different things. Um, But it's also so important for us to understand that we ourselves, uh, as, as Christians, as the church, we are extremely distinct from those uh, those other entities that are out there in the religious world. So I guess the question is this, <clears throat> how do we make ourselves distinct? How do we set ourselves apart? How do we make ourselves look different um, from the denominations and the religious world around us? We sing a song and they'll know <clears throat> we are Christians by right. our love. That's what Jesus said. This, this will make you stand out in the world. If you have love for one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. So, so to me, that's, at the foundation of us staying out is our love for God and our love for each other and our love for our fellow man, which mm-hmm. the greatest commandments there were, there are, you know, love God with all your heart, your soul and your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you love your neighbor just as you love yourself. Right. Jesus also talked about, you will know them by their fruits. And, and I'm thinking of uh, John chapter three, where it says, uh, in verse 19 and following, it says, And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. We, uh, we can know the truth, and the truth can make us free. And the way that we make sure that we are standing out and different from denominational divisions around us is that we rely on that truth and and we're actually sanctified by that truth which is the word of god john 17 17 and so it's really clear i mean what we need to know is black and white right i I know sometimes we try to venture into that gray area and we try to test things and but what we have to know it's very clear, and, and we get it right here in this word. And so we just have to read it and, and study it and then obey, as we sometimes right. sing in the, in the kids' songs. That's right. Yeah. God's people have always been different from those around them. I think about in Daniel chapter 3, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Mm-hmm. Why are these three men standing when they're supposed to be bowing right. down? Well, they were going to stand up for their God versus bowing down to King Nebuchadnezzar's God. First Peter 2 verse 9 highlights we're a chosen generation. We're different. We're peculiar. Uh, or another word, we're weird from those that are around us. And as God's people, we have to be different. There has to be something uniquely distinct and it is about the Lord's church versus all denominations. Like if I wasn't a yeah. member of the body of Christ and I went into this church, that church, and that church, I could see the differences. Now, I may right. not know anything about uh, the one church, about the Lord's Supper, about salvation, but I know why are all these people doing something differently? Right. And my next question will be, I wonder what the Bible has to say about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I was just—I was just going to say. Sometimes we hear those stories about people who wanted to find the Church of the Bible, mm-hmm. and so they started reading their Bible, and particularly in the New Testament, and Book of Acts, things of that nature. And uh, they go around to this church, and they say, "Well, that's not in the Bible." And then they go to this one, that's not in the Bible. This isn't in the Bible. And then they come to the Lord's Church, and they see, "Hey, they're praying, they're singing, uh, they're observing the Lord's Supper on the first day of the week, they're uh, they're giving, they're preaching." They're doing the things that we read about right here, and they find that. And then, you know, it's really, it's compelling 
to to realize that there are people who just pick up a Bible and read it, and yeah. then they set out on this venture to find the Church of the New Testament, and you can find it today. Absolutely. Right. I think it's interesting, too, and Josh, you mentioned Daniel chapter 3, um, talking about uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. I think it's so important that they were willing to stand out and be different, um, mm-hmm. regardless of where that was going to get them. Yeah. And and here's the thing. They, they fully understood and knew where it was going to get them, and it was going to get them thrown in that fiery furnace. I spoke... Um, uh, at, a, at a Bible camp this past summer um, about uh, peer pressure. And I, and I talked about um, these three men and how um, they fully understood what the consequences were for standing up, standing out, and being different, and yet they did it anyway. And sometimes for us in our lives, you know, maybe we won't get necessarily thrown into a fiery furnace for standing up mm-hmm. and standing out, but we can certainly, it, our lives can certainly get much more difficult for, for being who we're supposed to be. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean that we back away from the challenge or we back down from being that faithful Christian uh, for God and for being different, standing out from those from the world around us. Because like you said, that's what we're called to be. We're called to be different. We are a part of that different um, kind of people, kind of group of individuals. Um, because uh, and I, I think about what the idea and looking in Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter eleven. We're strangers and we're pilgrims. We're passing through. We don't even belong here in the first place. We're simply visitors going through. It's the song that we sing in our songbooks. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. And so I think it's so important that we that we understand there's a risk that we're taking when we do that. But we have to be able to count the cost um, and understand what it's going to cost us to be a Christian. Um, but then to make sure that we put that foot forward and and do that. Yeah, you know? you, you, you turn the lights out in this room and it would be dark and you just lit a fire. Right. That That's how we're supposed to stand right. out, you mm-hmm. know, in this world. Right. And when you think about you, when you do that, if you turn those lights out and that light comes on, all eyes immediately go right to that. You know, it's just kind of like just out of it's out of habit. You know, that's just you immediately look at the light, and that's how we ought to be. Yeah. Granted, we're not looking taking people's vision, say, "Hey, look at me," but rather look yeah. at how we act because we are portraying Jesus and, exactly. and our faith in Him. You triggered a thought a while ago. You were talking about being called out, and that's exactly what the church is, right? Ecclesia, yes. yep. called out ones. They're literally, we are the ones different from everyone else around us. Right. I also think too, um, as we talk about this idea of making ourselves distinct, we have to also within ourselves as Christians understand that there's a line, like a very clear line of what it means to be a Christian and then what it means to not be a Christian and to not be like the denominational world around us. And we need to be people who do our best to not get anywhere close to that line. Because I think a lot of times we try to and I don't know, kiss the line, get as close to the line, push the envelope, and get as close to it as we can um, without being there. Um, but, but that gives it gives off the wrong idea, gives off the wrong picture of who we are. Um, and I think a lot of people can get get themselves in trouble that way. Yeah. Hey, look look at that church. They're, right. They're getting a lot of people doing what, this. Yeah. Let's try and do that. Right. And we got to stay with the truth. Right. 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 The truth will make us stand right. out. And sometimes the truth's not popular. I mean, oh, no. truth, the truth hurts um, a lot of times, um, but um, it ultimately is what is what delivers us. John eight verse thirty two: the truth will set you free. Um, we have to be willing to understand that and abide by that. All right. We, we we have to remember it's not a people pleasing gospel, right. but a soul saving gospel. Absolutely, one thousand percent. We've got it. We we have to understand that we won't always make friends in this. Um, but like like you mentioned, we're not here to make friends either. We are here to allow the gospel to change the lives of people and to make them Christians because ultimately that's what we would rather have uh, um, uh, with us today. So l- let's move on as we talk about this idea of the, scattering the seed towards the religious. Let me ask you this. What are some ways 
to approach those in a different religion or in a denomination. Um, and then once we talk about that, let's talk about maybe some some things that might go wrong. But what are some ways that we can approach th- those who have difference of, a, of views and opinions in this idea of religion? I think for me, one of the things I try to do with, and it's very difficult to do, is I try to highlight context. Now, to someone who just takes a verse and just kind of, you know, I know verse uh, Acts 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost mm-hmm. is fully come, a lot of Pentecostals say, well, that's our authority to have the Pentecostal church. Pentecost is not a religion, it's a day. <laughs> right. right. And, you know, context, right. context helps us appreciate that and understand that. Now, again, talking to a person who doesn't appreciate context, who doesn't appreciate the authority of the scriptures, it's a little different conversation. But for me, I try to approach, okay, well, let's think about this logically. And going back to hermeneutics, let's ask the necessary questions mm-hmm. because when your hermeneutics is off, and all of us know mm-hmm. when your hermeneutics is off, you can venture off into some stuff Correct. that the author never intended the meaning to be. And I have a little phrase, a verse can never mean what it was never intended to mean. Right. And very often we like to take verses out of a context and we try to make a whole religion based off what we think the context Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I think there's another important context, and that is the context of whoever you're dealing with as well. Mm-hmm. For instance, when we're talking about another religion, what are they? Are oh, they exactly. in Christendom, but yeah, in the true. denominational world? Right. Or are they uh, Buddhist or Hindi or, or what mm-hmm. have you? Or maybe they're a-religious, uh, they're mm-hmm. atheist or agnostic, but even then they still have some characteristics of religious as far as the way they they believe something very strongly, and oftentimes they're trying to convince other people to believe that as well, even if it's atheism. And and so I think we need to start from the ground up and and ask them, okay, what do you believe about this? And and you know, Paul in First uh, Corinthians nine twenty two, he became all things to all men, so that by all mean, means he might save some. He got to know who he was dealing with, not for the purpose of just being friends. I mean, that's great, but he he got to know them for the purpose of trying to figure them out and figure out, okay, what's the best approach for me to try to win this person uh, for the gospel? That's a good point, especially with 1 Corinthians. He he knew those brethren, so he could talk to them in a way that, hey, listen to me. That's a good point. Yeah, build that relationship with those people. And one of the things I think is so important is, especially when someone who does have some kind of religious background Find common ground with them. Exactly. Understand, there's, there are some things that you right. are going to agree on. Yeah. And it may be small, but find it. Right. And, and build off of that. Right. Have your foundation there. Um, like we said before, you know, don't come in guns blazing saying this, this, and this is wrong. <laughs> right. here's, where, here's where you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. You know, Get you, out of my house. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to get you very far. Exactly. You yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. that. You have to have the right attitude. Because, again, you wouldn't want somebody to approach you like that because you wouldn't be open to listening to them either. Right. Um, so be loving with them, be, but you got to be firm and Absolutely. be uncompromising, but speak the truth yeah. and love of Jesus. We got to think just as we are committed to what we believe, they are about what Absolutely. they believe. Yep. Just as, you know, just Absolutely. I know for me, kind of growing up in the Lord's church, you have those who grew up in that denomination. And so they believe they're right just as much as I believe I'm right. Absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah, and that can be that can be really, really difficult um to to try to break through. Um but again if you have that relationship, build that relationship with them. And again it goes back to the old adage, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. Until you have that right attitude towards towards them, then it's it's not going to do you any good. But let's talk about this as we kind of transition this now. What are some things that could go wrong? Because we know that um, within within different studies and within different conversations, sometimes things can go awry. They can go left or right, not the way we want it to go. Um, what are some things that could go wrong? And then I guess maybe to add on to that, how do you kind of help 
help that situation, diffuse it, get it back on track? What do you got to do in, in order to do that? I've made some mistakes before in trying to reach really? religious no, okay. people. <laughs> and um, one of the things that can go wrong is you forget why you were doing it. Sure. And then it turns from a evangelistic standpoint to now I'm going to show you how mm-hmm. I am right. And how you're wrong. And yep. how you're yep. wrong. And, and you see a lot of this happening on Facebook. Wait, but you're wrong. And then yeah. you're, it's to the, yeah, that, that can, that can yeah. be one way. I, th- <laughs> I, I think Facebook has got to be one of the worst places to have a conversation like yes. that because you can't read tone yeah. over a digital message and things can be taken away out of context. You can pull different sentences out and say, look, you said this, this. so yeah. you've got to be really, really careful with social media. You can use yeah. it. You can use it well, you know, mm-hmm. but you can, it can also you, become a really dangerous tool. You too. read, you read the feed the way how you're feeling. Exactly. So you're getting angry. You're reading their right. comment yeah. like they're angry at you. And right. Yeah, yes. Right. What are some other things? That, I think one trap that we need to watch out for is we can fall into the very easy to fall into trap of mischaracterizing people's beliefs. Oh, you're a Baptist? You believe once saved, always saved. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? And right. it catches us off guard, and we're, we're not prepared to deal with what we thought we were going to deal with, and the, it can cause confusion trying to reach out to those people. Not every Baptist is going to believe this. Not every Methodist is going to believe that. Uh, there's differences even within denominations and and we need to just get to know them and ask them what they believe rather than assuming oh you believe that well they may not and uh nobody wants to uh be told uh through assumption well you believe this well yeah how do you know you don't know me right (laughs) so i think that's a dangerous that's one of those things that comes along with building that relationship with the more you know about them and understand about their lives and where they come from the easier it is it's going to be to understand And then to be able to have that conversation with them. Yeah, so. be a listener. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. People talk and right. listen right. to what they're saying. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people go into studies and things like that with, like you said, preconceived notions. This is what you believe. This is why it's wrong. But then they come in and they don't even let the person speak. You're not going to know what they believe if right. you can't hear them. So you've got to have you've got to be able to listen to them and, and talk to them and have the right kind of attitude towards that. So yeah, I made that mistake as a as a young preaching student one time. I went. Uh, with the older preacher, we went to go visit a denomination in the in the you know the pastor's house was right next door. So we went. He's like, "Hey, come on in, you know, come talk to us." So we go in, and you know, my buddy, you know, he's with me, and uh, he's a lot more experienced than I am. So I kind of just sat there, you know, here am I knowing Acts two thirty eight, thinking I'm ready to go, <laughs> you know, baptize this you know denominational preacher, and we get in there. And my buddy, he started talking to him. We started having conversations, and the guy got up, and I thought he was going to go get his gun. Um, he was really, really upset. And so he came back really upset, told us to get out of his house because we thought we knew his religion better than he did. And the point right. of that is, you know, sometimes we can go in very arrogantly, and that's yeah. not the way Christ would have done it. Absolutely. Right? So. Absolutely. It's so important. Have the right attitude towards people. Uh, but also, and this is another thing, be studied in in the in Word the, yeah. and in, in, in yeah. what you're going to talk about. If you come in, not knowing your material, not knowing where to go, not knowing what to talk about, then they're just going to view you as someone who's unprepared. Why would I listen to that? 
why would I listen and give my time, waste my time in a sense, listening to somebody who has no idea what they're talking about? You, you don't may know lose it, the don't. debate. Yeah, That's right, right, man. If you don't know it, don't preach it. Right, right. yeah, right. Don't study, study yeah. more about it. Always be stu- studious. Bring somebody um, with you too. I mean, uh, yeah, it never hurts to, ha- to have definitely. somebody else on your side. Definitely. And I would almost even encourage it. Go take somebody with you right. when you go. Take, take someone you can rely on. Because, right, because sometimes you right. you can bring someone that can really make it worse. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. That's and, right. And another thing that popped in my in my head is is when. When usually when you're studying with someone who's already thinking they're religious and, and they believe God, but you know we don't have the same beliefs, they can take you in different directions with their questions. So, so that's one of the things that could go wrong. You end up answering all these different. Well, what about the Book of Revelation? Or what yeah. about you know Adam's I don't know belly button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, can, yeah. you can go everywhere. So right. you gotta. You got to be able to defer questions right, and, yep. and handle them, you know, and bring it back to right. what you're talking about. Be able to st- be able to stay on track. Yes. Because, um, yeah, like you said, yeah. you can chase rabbits way oh, over yeah. there. And yeah, the main thing, the main thing. That's yeah. exactly I, right. I've done that before. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It's amazing, though, when you look back, um, you see how so at the point you're at now, how much you've grown, too, in your studies um, and in the ability to study with others. But that's why the one church and the one gospel and the one doctrine is so important. Right. Because we can see the transformation that that gospel has made on our lives. And so, again, going back to the original thought that we began with about, you know, why there's so many churches today, why so much religious confusion. Well, most of those churches, you can come in a certain way, you can leave a certain way, there's no a standard by which you need to live, but to be a Christian, to be a disciple of Christ, there is Luke 14, 24 and following some counting the cost. Now, again, Christ is not asking us to, to, to do something that is just so outrageous. He's asking us to live like him so we can go to heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if heaven's that goal, why would we not do whatever we can, whatever we need to do in order to make sure that we obtain that? So what, there's another problem I was going to say is, uh, what if you don't know the Bible and you actually give in to what they're teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. First Timothy yeah. four, uh, one and following. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, and then it goes into some various false ideas right. that were being taught Good at point. that time. If we don't know our Bible ourselves and we go to try to teach somebody, we may find ourselves starting to get tricked into yeah. believing some of the things they're teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even more so to this idea of being, of having a knowledge of the Word of God. We're talking about this from a perspective of we're the ones going out to study, but what if somebody asks you to study? Yeah. Somebody from a different religion asks you to sit down and study. Are you going to have the wherewithal and the knowledge to be able to have a study with them and to listen to them and then be able to refute them, uh, what they say within the Word of God? So that's why it's so important that we study and know all that we can uh, about the Word of God. Could could I share a a moment? Sure. I had, so I was a baby in Christ. <laughs> I was a baby in Christ, and a Jehovah's Witness man came knocking on my door, and uh, all I heard was about the Jehovah's Witness. They don't believe Jesus is God, right? I knew nothing about their mm-hmm. version of the Bible. I didn't know they had their own Bible. So this this man was talking to me about smoking cigarettes is a sin, and so I, so I just cut to the chase. What do you believe about Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and uh, he said, "Well, we believe Jesus was a God." And I said, "No, Jesus is God." Right. You know, I can show you in your Bible. Uh-huh. 
Uh-oh. And then and then he said, well, sure, read it. And then <laughs> I read from the New York translation, right. John yeah. 1, 1. In the beginning was right. God, and the word was with God. And then they have that A, and the word was A, uh-huh. God. And I was like, standing there. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, yeah, that that you have to study. Right. You have to know the word to be able to Not only that. we need to know the word, but we also need to at least know a little bit about all these different religions. beliefs. Yeah, right. Now, we don't want to just mischar- mis- mischaracterize people and say, well, yeah. assuming they believe Again, something, yep. but we do need to know a little bit about the various beliefs so that we can kind of have an idea of where they're probably going to head with their next right. statement. Absolutely, because right. that can affect our credibility. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we're misrepresenting their... Right. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they could think maybe even that we even were doing that with Christianity, um, misrepresenting mm-hmm. it, making it say something that we want it to mm-hmm. say. Um, and unfortunately, I do think that there are some folks who do that. So it's so important. Like you've, we've talked about key passages in context um, and study the Bible, know what it says so that we can hopefully help those around us. Well, I appreciate your thoughts today, uh, gentlemen. It's been an awesome study. I hope that this study has been beneficial to you as a listener. We're grateful that you have stuck with us, uh, whether you've watched it or listened to it on um, some podcast platform. We're thankful for your presence. Just as a reminder, as always, you can check our show notes below for any of our information and any of our links that you need to know there. Also, don't forget that we do have shows that air every single day of the week. We're super excited, super proud that we're able to say that. So if you're looking for more content, just go to the Scattered Abroad Network, find it on whatever platform it is that you use and there you'll find all of our pod, our podcasts there and on behalf of everyone here at the scattered broad network thank you so much and god bless what's up guys it's caleb and michael over here from the scattered abroad network and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode yeah we're so thankful to the east hill church of christ for overseeing this network and we're grateful to god for this opportunity and don't forget you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links email address website and We have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.